Greetings all from her community too. We are coming to you live from Long Island, New York, the South Shore and our lovely town of Babylon. I am your host, Catherine Corella, and with me tonight is my favorite guest co-host, Ryan O'Neill Williams from ilovebabylon.com and I Love Babylon Radio, his own podcast. How are you, Ryan? Oh, you made me feel so special. I'm doing fine, thanks. <laughs> Brand new yeah. year. You are special because you're like one of the few that I can like keep on going with the flow with conversation and actually have that stimulating conversation. Oh, oh, excuse me. Thank you very, very <laughs> much. That, I appreciate that. <laughs> Ladies, you hear? I'm stimulating. <laughs> Ladies, Ryan is single. Oh, oh, in a way. In a way, I am. In a way, I'm not. Uh, it's coming. You know what? <laughs> He's in transition. Day. He's in transition. Exactly. But as okay. far as to the, I mean, there's no question I am, di- I am being disentangled, but the question <laughs> is whether or not, uh, yeah. He's, that, he's polished himself. He's ready to put himself on the shelf. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm out here trying to, uh, put out a new marketing tactic. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're changing up everything. Ryan, Every, all you have to do is just put a sign that says, I'm here. <laughs> everything must go. <laughs> all right so what's um, tonight well you know what her community too um it's it's very women uh empowerment and uh women supported but there's one thing i think that is so different um because i have five children four are from a previous marriage and then the baby um, which, which is a significant time difference um, with my other relationship. So she is the baby. She is 12. The others are grown, married, moved out of the house, went to college, the whole nine yards. But I do see a huge difference in parenting styles from even from when I was a kid, from my older children to now the baby who is 12, which is Lexine. And the bottom line is, it just seems like when you look out your door after school in the afternoon, you don't see a bunch of kids playing. Everybody is involved in something. These kids are involved in everything to where they're done when it's time to come home, like at dinner time. Then they do their homework and then they take a shower, whatever, and go to bed. It's not the norm anymore like it was in the 70s when you knocked on the door after school and say, hey, can so-and-so come out and play? It's it's so different. Do you agree? You know what? My children do not knock on other kids' doors. I know. That's so weird. This is true. Um, And there definitely are children in the neighborhood who go to the same school who um, do play with them every now and then, um, in generally in the summer. Okay, so first of all, we live in New York. And so what happens is at 5 o'clock in New York during the wintertime, so like today, for example, it is dark outside. Okay, right. But that is... That's and freezing. Cool. It's freezing yeah. out. And it's freezing out and it's dark outside. Bottom line is dark. You wouldn't, you're not going to put your kids out in the dark. You come inside after dark, okay? Um, and then... Uh, the the difference is in the summer at around this time, say June, July, August, 
it is it only becomes dark at 9 p.m. That is when my kids are out and playing. They play sometimes from 6:30, 7 o'clock, you know, come in for dinner. Your mom calls you, we call them in for dinner, and then they go back out and they play with their friends. They don't necessarily go to the next door and knock on the door, but they do go outside and the other kids are out there. And wow. I've had some of the other kids come to the door and knock and ask for them and they go out. So it does happen, but you have to live. I feel like you have to live in a neighborhood where um, those children, where there are a lot of kids around the same age. Because if kids are right. too much older, they're not coming over. So, so like the little girl who does come over sometimes and knock and ask the door, uh, she has brothers and sisters and they're much older. And sometimes, and now that she's gone um, on to middle school, I don't see her that much anymore because you know she considers herself uh, you know a little bit older kid but she'll you know they'll, they'll still play uh online can i say that that's one of the things they connect online yeah for for christmas my daughter got a um a laptop my daughter and my son they, they share it they got this laptop i locked it down for right now they share yeah for yeah. right now yeah, for right now. <laughs> well, you know what it was? I was like, let me see how this goes. Let me see how it works. But actually, it's good for them to share. It's good for them to say, okay, you get it for this hour. I get it for this hour, whatever, whatever. The truth is they can still connect with one another from their, um, uh, they have Kindles. They have, they have, they have. Oh, okay. They have tablets. So they can still connect to doing whatever it is that they're doing for the tablet. But of course, the computer, the, the laptop is, is considerably more powerful. But my, my point is that she was on a page and I said, what are you doing? Who are, who, is, who are these people all talking to you at once? And they were all kids from her class. Yeah. And she literally was on a website that was given to her by her teacher. And um, there are educational things on there, but there are also games on there. And there's a chat feature for them all to talk to one another. Meanwhile, my daughter is nine, by the way. She's going to be 10 in, Feb in, in March. And uh, it's just a very different. Of course, we would have to go outside. We would go outside to meet, reach those kids. But they can reach their kids, their, their friends from right there. Um, I also want to point out that uh, uh, sometimes it's, <laughs> it's because you've had kids. Like I have one kid who is older. Right, she's 21, and then I've got. The oh, and you know what, Ryan? I'm so sorry. I keep forgetting. I think because she's so much older, but I'm so used to seeing you with just the two, the yeah. little ones. But you do have yeah. an older one. No, it's fine. It's just that she's 21, and it's true. I think I'm handling these two in a different way than I handled the first one. Like I, I think I was much tighter on her. I was much stricter on her because I didn't want her to screw up, and I wasn't sure exactly how to do. What I was doing, I think with the first kid, you know, you've got, you, they've got a, 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 a curfew that's like, as soon as it's dark, I want you inside. The second kid, you're like, oh, it's all right. You can come in at 12 o'clock as long as, and then, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then by the time you get to the third kid, you're like, uh, just make sure that I see you within three to five business days. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so is it, is it that our tactics have changed or we get to a point where we're just like, you know what? I kind of trust these kids and I think um, they need to have a little more independence than they used to. We, we, right. You know, if we lock them into us, then they don't become, they don't grow 
as adults in the same way that that we want them to because the truth is we didn't have anybody chasing after us so there's no phone to reach us you know when we were kids you know what right I mean? right so it's 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 interesting i mean we just know yo mommy says come home or else you're gonna get that broomstick but um it, it, it was a whole different deal. I'm sorry, you didn't get the broomstick. You, uh, 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 oh, I was with the wooden spoon. I uh, with my own I, I would smack it on my hand, and I'm and I say, you know, if you don't listen, you know, you're gonna get some of this. You don't listen. You don't listen. You don't listen. No, but you know what? I do. I parent different, much different, with the baby. I keep calling her the baby, but I know what you mean. Everybody knows what you mean. Yeah, I parents, you know, just the other day she asked me, Ma, can I go to Tanger Outlets with my friends? And I'm like, for what? She goes, well, you know, I, I she goes, well, mo- we, we want to hang out. We want to go to the movies. And I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm doing Friday. She goes, no, you drop this off. Yeah, you don't go. <laughs> That's great. She said, no, no, no. You ain't coming. Yeah. I'm going. I was going to shepherd, like, I didn't have to sit with them, but I was going to shepherd. No, she wants, so I told her. What is she now, 13? She's 12 and a half, yeah, she'll be 13 in May. So, and, and she's a good kid. She yeah. gives me absolutely no problems yeah. at all. She's very uh, obedient. Um, she's very good to um, to me, very good to me. She's a very good daughter, but I, it's not her I worry about. It's outside influences, yeah. you know. Yeah. Now, the girls that she does hang out with, I, I got to tell you, they they're very good kids the parents are amazing everybody's this is what i noticed though everybody's hands-on the dad the mom where in my generation when i grew up my dad um i was i don't even think he knew our birthdays or the year (laughs) he was just working um i only saw him at night yeah and um, and I was okay with that. I yeah. didn't feel like my dad had to be at every cheer event or uh, a- a- anything. I did not feel like I was deprived. Now, like with Lexi, um, she wants both of us there at every performance that she yeah. does. Yeah. And um, but you know what I noticed also with her, like at twelve, I was doing a lot more than what she was doing. I was helping with the cooking and the chores and. Um, I asked her today, can you get me a trash bag? Where are they? I'm like, girl, you're not a guest. You know where things are. <laughs> uh, so wait, wait, wait. How many of you, how many kids, how many siblings do you have? I have, there's eight of us. There are eight. So, come on. Come on, Catherine. There's one kid. She's one kid. And you and her dad, or you and her dad are there in the house. I mean, right. she probably doesn't have that much to do. With no, she doesn't. I do yeah. it all because I, I am a perfectionist. So I always make sure. But when I ask her, you know, you got to start doing because that's my job to prepare her. So when she gets older, she yep. has her own place or she gets married. She's got to learn how to mm-hmm. take out the trash and put a Absolutely. clean bag in. And, and that goes for boys as well as girls. Yes. Uh, I, because quite frankly, my mother used to say, <laughs> my Jamaican mother used to say, don't make them gal throw them frock over your head, which basically means don't let a woman throw her dress over your head. Learn to cook, learn to clean, be able to take care of yourself, make your own money, obviously, but then also be able to do these other things. And that's that in a wow. interesting because my mom was born in 1943. 
I was born in 73. So in, in a way, she went through the 60s. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not like, you know, but she was a very, very independent and very strong woman. She, she did basically raise us on her own. Um, and, you know, I did learn to cook because when she came home, there should be dinner on the on the table. She worked extra hours, always worked late. And I <clears throat> would do my best to do some sort of cooking. Um, and eventually I got really good at it. Uh, and my wife, my soon-to-be ex-wife, will tell you um, that I'm... We have to say soon-to-be ex-wife because yeah, right? there, could be, there like, could be potentials out there. Yeah, because that was like false, was false advertising before. Like, oh, he's, <laughs> he's single, but then now he's got a ex he's got a wife. What the, what the heck is that? So, yeah, uh, literally, I'm pretty good at cooking. Uh, uh, when she saw me uh, take my shoes off and my socks off and clean the floor for the first time, the woman cried. You know what I mean? So... It's, wow! No, it's something that you do need to say to your children. Hey, these are the things that you need to be able to do. I think now, yes, because my son is 23. And um, yeah, I brought him up to, he is not to do the cooking, the cleaning, the laundry, the girly stuff. He was to take out the garbage. Yeah. Um, I, I cleaned his room for him, but no, he did none of that. I didn't want him to do any of that. Okay. That's weird. I know. It's weird. It might be a Hispanic thing. You're you're what? You're you're like ten years ten years ahead of me. So from a generational perspective, you might be Ryan. How old are you? I'm forty five. Yeah, you really think I'm fifty five? Oh sorry. I'm so (laughs) fifty this month, right? I'll be fifty. I'm forty nine. We have to have something big for fifty. Come on now. I'm, 40, I'm 49. I'm hanging on to that 49 oh, until know, the last minute. Uh, it's it's not a good number. It's like, well, it's just uh, huh, seven divided by seven. It's like a weird number. It's not a great I number. love 49. Yeah. Seven 50 times, just, seven. it just screams. 50 is, is like, oh. I know. It's the it, new 20. It's venerable. You know what? It's different between men and women. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. a thing. Guys are like that. But, but let's go back to that. Um, uh, you know what? The parents that you see now doing everything with their kids, uh, the man, the, the, the dad and the wife, um, the dad and the mom, you got to understand, they went through the time period where we had the metrosexuals, right? In the beginning of the 2000s. Right. Right in the beginning of the 2000s, where the men were recognizing that they needed to do manscaping that they needed to be have clean nails and and uh, make themselves look really good and, and get cologne three or four different versions of whatever cologne because even though you were muscular and you were a man's man and you were going to work and whatever they also expected you to to look really nice you know no slobs no right slobs. because we started to look around and the gay guys were out dressing everybody else and so you have to say to yourself oh how how should we be dressing and you take some of the tips that from these guys i have i have great gay friends who said to me yeah right we're, we're you know you just catching up you guys are just catching up <laughs> um, women like women like a man who is uh put together you know, well put together yes I'm not saying they won't. They don't like a beard every now and then, but a nicely trimmed beard. They like dreadlocks. Your dreadlocks should be wrapped tightly. 
You know what I mean? So even though they like you to still be rough and tumble, they don't like you to be nasty. So No, I don't like it when somebody just walks off a, a construction uh, site. No. Exactly. It's, it's a little bit different. But, they're, they're, you know, there are some people who are, who are into that. I mean, the, the oh, duck yeah. and the whatever and being a little sweaty. And I get that in the moment, but you don't want to see it all the time. You don't want to see it all the time. Yeah, someone. you don't exactly. want to. Yeah. You don't want to see it all the time, but how I noticed the parenting had changed when my daughter, Lexi, when uh, we, w- well, first off, when she went to pre-K, I was very nervous because I'm, I'm an older mother. Yeah. So I knew I would probably be competing against like 25 year olds. Why are you, know? you competing? <laughs> you, you know what I mean by, I, when I mean no, by competing. No, you women are so different sometimes. <laughs> what, I, well, what I mean by competing, like comparing, I guess. You know, techniques or whatever. I I mean, I felt uncomfortable talking to somebody that young. But I found out on her first day of pre-K when I picked her up, I was not the only one. There were so many older moms my age. There was so many. So I knew I wasn't alone. No, because women are having children much later. They're having children much later. You know, it used to be that if you were having children in your 30s, they used to refer to that as a geriatric pregnancy i specifically remember when my wife went there and they kind of had that still on the paper and they were like no don't pay that any attention um and the truth is yes women are having uh children in their 30s in their 40s in their 40s a woman having in in vietnam having a woman in uh, a baby in her 50s so people are having children much later which i think is kind of smart because you know what you really don't get your act together till you're at least 35 (laughs) (laughs) but at the same time because you lived by yourself or you've lived as a right you experience things you have i'm just saying it can be difficult and disruptive when a little person shows up and now the two of you the routine that you guys had down pat is kind of thrown out there and ladies and gentlemen i want you to definitely um uh, uh, think about that when you do have kids. I mean, they do disrupt you there. Don't think it's a dog or a cat. This no. is a whole deal, guys. It's uh, it's real. Kids, uh, back to back to back and not think that it's going to affect your relationship. Women, I, I know you're like, okay, I really want to have a baby. I want to be with this guy, but I also want to have a baby. And then when the, the attention focuses on the child both of you have to focus on the child it makes it very difficult to keep up that same kind of romantic relationship that you're hoping to have you know and have everything there it it it, it switches up man so yeah you're right the parenting style is different Everybody it's very very different together. but you know what i went to my daughter pre-k she had the um what's it called when they play outside the competition uh field day oh, she field had field day and I went ahead and I went. Everybody was all the dads and moms, and I'm like, who gets all this time off to go see these kids run around? You know. Then the field day games, nobody wins. What do you mean nobody wins? Nobody wins. It's 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 like you know, like you know, they do the tug of war, and that's it. No class is designated as a winner or a person. Just you just play and have a good time wait, all day wait. long. So, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. I'm playing tug of war. Yes. There's a flag in between, in the middle. Right. One group pulls the flag. The other group pulls the rope. The other one pulls the rope. And the flag ends up on a certain point, either after a certain amount of time or after the, 
the the one group has been pulled over the area. How is it possible? Because they don't. Because they don't declare a winner. Everybody's a winner. Okay. You you I I. I <laughs> you may driving me nuts. How is that even possible? How does that I, even, So how does it end? How do they finish? They just like they they'll, they'll do it like uh, three or four like uh, two or three times, and then you know they move on to the next activity. Swear, swear. Then because because everybody's a winner, then you have someone like my daughter Lexi, who. Um, if I'm writing something on Facebook or on Instagram, oh, are you talking about me? Aren't you going to talk about me? I, you haven't posted a picture of me and you uh, lately. Okay, maybe that might be something else. But well, okay. I don't know. Everybody, like I said, everybody's a winner, you know. Yeah. And I try to tell my kids, not everybody's a winner. You got to have winners, and you got to have losers because if you don't lose in life, you'll never <laughs> learn. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have a, mistakes. All right, there's a there's an old uh, Star Trek quote. Uh, L- Lieutenant Worf, you know, they're they're looking at him and saying, "Oh, you should just play for fun." He says, "If we are playing for fun, then why keep score?" And it's true. You do. It's true. That keep track so that you're saying, "Okay, am I getting better or am I getting worse?" And I'm not saying you you rib anybody for being terrible or not. Right. I'm, no. And, and I, I, you know what? You know what I think people are, they might be misinterpreting this unique thing. I believe that I'm a, I I am, and you are, a unique expression of uh, God, of the universe, of the spirit, uh, you know, you know what I mean? We, we come out differently. There's never going to be another Catherine. There's never been right. another Ryan. Um, and quite frankly... Um, based on our experiences, based on our genetics, based on um, how we react to certain things um, and, and our memories, we speak in a certain way, we, we learn certain things in, in a way, and then we, we output them, we present them as output into this world, and, you know, re-gift that to the world out here. And I don't feel as though um, I am competing against anybody in general because I know I'm unique and different and separate but at the same time I do understand that if (laughs) Warren Buffett has 50 billion dollars and I don't have a single billion (laughs) dollars he's winning in a very different way than I'm winning you know what I mean right so so I mean the, the 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 thing is not to necessarily compare yourself yourself as a child of the universe, but some of that stuff. I mean, if you can measure, <laughs> if you can measure five innings <laughs> and there were nine oh. balls, and then there were three balls won by the other guy, somebody won. I'm sorry, and somebody pulled. somebody won like T ball. Everybody has a chance to bat. Everybody hits the ball, and you gotta wait for that kid to hit the ball. Listen, I only had one son, and those T ball games were brutal. <laughs> you know, I, I I mean, I'm sure there's a method, but I I know, and I have come to realize that I am a helicopter parent uh, with okay. Lexi. Right. I'm constantly coming to her rescue. I'm flying over her to make sure. She's got water. She's got money. She left a book at home. I got to drive to the school and give it to her. Where if I would have done that when I was a kid, my mom was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> if she was home. Wait you know? to go sit down. Go sit down. 
<laughs> so she would basically go sit down, go be home. Whatever. Yeah, I'm but I do that. I'm constantly going to the school or uh, I hang out at the dance theater, you know. Um, but is it also a part of the fact that we are more affluent than our parents? Your your mom had eight kids to share whatever money she had to, to share. You have No, they were they were a lot better off than, uh, yeah, were, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I'm saying, yeah, yeah I, I, I think part of it, well, maybe that 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 was parenting too. It's like we're not going to give you everything. Uh, Bill Gates. Oh yeah, she wanted Bill us Gates. to work for. Yeah, we yeah, had to Bill, work for Bill, everything, which is Bill, yeah. He's like, it's uh, good I'm because I do. I I try to strive to you know get everything, but yet you know we want to make things better for our children, it, and it always goes like that. You know, I uh, I want my kid to have a better life, but at what point when they don't know how to do anything? Yes, yes, it's tough. You gotta definitely make sure. So, do you have a solution for this problem, Catherine? Well, I, I do. I think, uh, well, little by little, I give her chores. Like today, when uh, she said she couldn't find the trash bag, so I went into the hallway to the pantry and I said, "I'm gonna stand right here until you find them." All right. Okay. Okay. All she had to do was look down on the last shelf, and boom, there it was. So she found them. And she put it, you know, where it's supposed to go. And then also when I bring in the groceries, um, or I should say we, because now I have her helping me, she puts it away. And I tell her, just don't put it away just to get it out of here. Put it away where it needs to go. And everything's got a spot. So she does. No more strawberries in the pantry. They go in the refrigerator. Uh, Nothing funky like that anymore. (laughs) Oh, she she was making those kinds of errors? She didn't know what was... Well, she was just hurrying up, putting things away. And then, um, so she could be on her phone. And that's another thing I had to trim down on, is the phone time. Yeah, if I see the phone or the Kindle or whatever is taking too much, I make them put them down and we go... We either go for a walk, we play a board game... Uh, we do other stuff, but again, again, think about that. I'm a dad, literally doing that. I know many dads were not. They're sitting, uh, watching, playing with the clicker, watching TV, and drinking a Hennessy. That's what most dads do, and uh, and I that's and Ryan, attention. That's what most moms do. Yeah, we channel surf, and we have that glass of wine right <laughs> next. <laughs> But I'm just saying, it's a very different thing where I'm actually yes. clocking their screen time and saying, "Okay, guys, you've been on for enough. Let's do something else." You know, I mean, let's 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 bake a cake. We we baked two two uh, two cakes the other day at Kingston. Um, Kingston actually likes to. Uh, my son likes to um, likes to bake. He likes cooking in general. There's a program here at uh, North Babylon. Um, Phelps Lane, and they had cooking, and he just said, "Oh, uh, I'll I'll try to do that because it was it was chocolate, it was um, chocolate delight. So everything they cooked was had chocolate in it. And uh, after that, he was like, "Oh, the, you know, the next session, he was like, I'll take another cooking class. So he was taking, um, he was taking, uh, uh, what was that? Uh, he, he was doing a sport, but he was also taking a, 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 he was doing football, as a matter of fact, and then he was doing." He was cooking at the same time, which, by the way, I recently saw two really big guys on TV talking about um, two really big football stars talking about their muffin shop. Oh, the cupcakes! The cupcakes! Yeah, they got cupcakes. I was that, that that was so funny. That's true. We we can have that dichotomy now. We don't have to be one thing or the other thing. 
I mean, you're, no, you're, no, there's a no. lot more acceptance to allow people to do whatever it is that they want to do nowadays. And I think that that's, that's kind of a good thing. I mean, we get different people from, from allowing other people to do different things. Right. And I think it's good. I, I definitely think, um, like, like my son, he has a son and he is a hands-on dad, like changes the diaper, feeding and you know, all of that, which I, I'm not against that. I mean, that's great. I mean, that's something that I didn't have. Um, their dad, um, my ex-husband, um, uh, it was hard for him to be a hands-on dad because he was a police officer. Okay. So he worked a lot. He worked at nights all the time. So it was, it's, it's, I don't think he really had the opportunity. It's not that he didn't want to, but on his days off, he was, doing things with the kids like they'll help them wash the car you know go in the pool or whatever but I just noticed a big difference and and I'm just wondering like how kids can cope when everything is done for them right do you think other police officers nowadays like a younger 20 something or 30 something police officer is actually doing much more than yes yeah see but see you're saying it's because he's a police officer but i think it might be a generational thing it could be a generation thing but um i i just know that you know you gotta sleep during the day so i really didn't put it on him or even have the expectation like i if i went food shopping and he was home i took all the kids with me because it was a different time it's a different time and he and he would call it you know uh, i have to babysit and i felt like saying yo 50% 50% of that DNA is you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but I just, it was not like that. I felt like the kids had to go with me wherever I went, they went because their dad is relaxing at home on his day off. So I guess it's a generation thing, but it's also like the different um, parenting skills, you know what? And I guess it's whatever fits the family. Yeah, exactly. That's the other thing too. Um, when I, um, there was a, a point in time when I was working from home uh, for my marketing business. And yes, I did the majority of shuttling the kids around, picking the wife up too from the, the, uh, <clears throat> from the train station because she was going, she was still traveling into the city to work. And so, yeah, there was a lot of me cleaning. There's a lot of me cooking. I, I cook most evenings. Um, and there's so, and as a result, yeah, I ended up picking up a lot of this stuff. I, I still did the dad stuff, like taking out the garbage and whatever, but then also did the the, the the mom stuff, like make sure your homework was done and, and checking on the older one. At that time, the older one was in high school. And, you know, I'd make sure that she was okay and she'd come in, bring some of her friends sometimes and have the conversations like, you know, what's going on, dad? How do we uh, manage this or whatever? I, 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 I thought it was kind of cool to be the cool dad. Um, that's, that she literally would bring friends over who wouldn't be able to have the same conversations with their parents that they were able to have with me sometimes. Uh, very interesting that, you know, they could come home and uh, come out of the closet to me, but not their parents. You know what I mean? Right. They, no, I, I... they could have those conversations with me, but not their parents because they felt like they would be judged and or they might be tossed out. And then they were like, you know, how do we do it? So they would literally be testing stuff like that on me to see 
you know, <laughs> I'm like they're 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 ramping up to go tell their dad or mom about whatever problem they had, but they would come and test it on on dad because my my daughter knew she could come and tell me anything. Doesn't matter. He'd talk about anything. In fact, there were things she would prefer not to talk to me about <laughs> because she, <laughs> she just felt like like oh, dad's gonna embarrass me. He's gonna just say everything and and talk about whatever it is. And and yeah, I they need to know what's going on they need to understand the world um as you know i am jamaican so i have uh basically of african descent and so um uh, and not every jamaican is that but i am i i, I am jamaican in, in that way and uh my daughter um was at school one day and uh not school she was at an after school program and they asked her um to they were playing some game and they asked her to uh name a word that had six letters and started with n and she just came up with that you know yeah. you know what i'm talking about you know what the n word she basically came up with that just because, oh you know, and okay it just came out it didn't mean and they were they, they were like <gasps> all gasped and whatever and oh then i showed God. Then I showed up and they're like, "Oh, oh, what's going on?" <laughs> because she is Asian and she looks very Asian. She looks more like her mother than anybody else. And so they were like, "Oh, what's going on here?" Because they were basically telling her, "We're very disappointed in you for using that word, blah blah." But then here's here's Black Dad showing up and she just used the <laughs> and uh, what I that I think that may have been one of the turning points. She was eight. I, I think that may have been one of the turning turning points between her and I that we became really, really close because I said to her, "Listen, okay, maybe you should not have said that, but maybe I should have told you about that word. I should have told you about all the words." And I literally, on the subway home, told her every one of the words, um, the bad words for Jews, the bad words for uh, Asians. You know, Ryan, that is very good. That's something I never thought of teaching my kids what what words All were just words. unacceptable. Yeah. I just figured they would... That they would just stay away from them, right? Yeah. The actual thing is you have to tell them these are the words and you need to stay away from them. If I catch you saying any of these words, you are going to get it. I cannot imagine how long you are going to live in your room if I hear you saying any of these words. And I'm telling you all of them now so that you know and you understand. And I've never heard her, never heard her curse, never. Because you know why, Ryan? Because that's a perfect example. Kids only speak what they, they repeat, what they hear from their parents. Exactly, exactly. So if the kids don't hear it from you, well, you know. And that was the interesting thing because they were asking her, where did she hear that? And she said she heard it from the other kids in the program <laughs> and so, <laughs> so they were kind of being apologetic to me and being at the same time accusing her and I was just standing there listening to them be very awkward uh, the white gentleman be very awkward trying to explain to me what had happened and how some of the kids felt uncomfortable about what she said and uh, it, it was an interesting thing. I, I really do need to write a book about that particular experience. But you really do, because that is a really good experience. But I so taught her every single bad word, every negative word, C word, the B word, the, the, every word that you could possibly think of. 
I told her all of them. And, you know, she's like, oh, Daddy, how do you know me? I was like, I read. I read a lot. And I've been on the train. <laughs> I've been on oh, the my train. God. On the subway all the time. So, yeah. You know what? There's, there's three shows that I like. Okay. And I look at it as a learning tool. Okay. One is a very popular show or was All in the Family. If you want to know anything about race or anything off-colored or that's that's totally um, taboo, that's right. That's a good show to watch to learn to learn from. It really, truly is. You're dating yourself, though. You're crazy. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were gonna say something like, "This is us," or (laughs) another shows. Another one is The Jeffersons. Have you ever seen that show? Excuse me? Are you, what are you asking me? <laughs> that George Jefferson has, I think, said every white word to describe that next door neighbor. Oh, he made him up. He made him up. He but it's up like he went along. And they and he used the N-word too. He used yes. a bunch of words. It, you know. Oh it, yeah. There was Jewish words. There were everything. That you you're probably right. I probably learned most of those words from George Jefferson from, or Archie Bunker. Or Archie Bunker. <laughs> yeah. And the third one is Leave It to Beaver. Now that is hmm. a if that show, if that you would just watch one episode and you'd be like, Wow. Yeah, yeah. kids today can't do that. Yeah, oh yeah, my my kids wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> 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 you know what? I probably need to go and check that because I I don't recall my thing with Leave It to Beaver in my head. I'm seeing like Mayberry and um, yeah. yeah, it kind of it kind of is because yes. if there's something wrong with the two boys, the mom will say, "Oh, well, you know that you know to the dad, you need to go talk to them, not her addressing yes. that problem. It's yes. the dad is yeah, the problem the dad- solver." Yeah, oh man, I remember that dad too. I see his face in my face. That was a very handsome and gentleman. Uh, it's a shame to say this. Um, you know, this guy screwed up his legacy, but one of my favorite um, dad shows was The Cosby Show, but he's kind of screwed yes. up. So now you can't even necessarily talk about him. But um, that when I was growing up and saw that show, that was the kind of dad I wanted to be. The Me too, yeah. That was like... Um, I understand what's going on. I see what is going on. And that conversation that he had with Theo about money, monopoly money, when Theo wanted to not go to college and he started taking his money away from him. I I remember thinking, that's the exact speech I'm going to give to my kids. By the time <laughs> I have them, they won't even know about this show. So I'll just plagiarize them. <laughs> Do it. But and you yeah. know what? It's... it's I, I, Every household is different now, and they're being run by two dads, two moms. Oh, yep, there's all sorts moms, of different. Single moms, single dads. Yeah, and sometimes three or four blended families. Multi-generational families, oh, yes, where you have the grandma yeah. or the grandpa living with them or, or sister-in-law, whatever. So everybody's got their hand in there, but yet we're still not, not allowing the village to raise the child because how dare you say that to my kid? Um so I think sometimes it takes a village to raise a child, just like it takes a village to bring together a community. We, everybody should be involved because we wouldn't have, instead of having the village take care of the child, we have closed circuit TV cameras everywhere watching everybody. Instead of like the shopkeeper, if he's sweeping on the, you know, hey kids, don't do that or whatever, or I'm going to tell your parents. And then you told the parents. Now the parents get offended when you say, hey, look at little Jimmy was doing this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but so. that that's you know, and, and my parents would have been upset 
but they would have turned focused the anger on me yeah mom would have focused the anger on me and taken me aside and did whatever if she felt like the person was right because that's the other thing my mother would pick up for me and say if because she you know if she knows you're a good kid if, the, if your parent knows you're a good kid and um, there's a situation. Then, then sorry. Can I tell you, when I was a kid, I did not know what cheating was. I did not know what cheating was. And a boy in a classroom once, um, wow, I tell you all these crazy stories, right? This boy <laughs> in a classroom, I'm like in second grade. And, uh, and I remember so vividly, it was a test about the moon, the phases of the moon. And this kid in the class, I remember his name was Scott, he wore glasses. Uh, the teacher uh, gave us the notes and we took the notes and he said wow teacher it would be great if I just brought these notes and put them aside and do the test it was like the first time we ever did a test and I was like wow fascinating that's a great idea not knowing that that was cheating uh... did it I swear I did it and she gave me a big old goose egg on my pet in front of everybody. And I was like, she right, cheated right across it. And I was like, <gasps> what? What do you mean cheated? I had to go look up the word. I did not know what that was. That's how innocent I was. Um, but I think it's really important that parents not only just tell their kids the good stuff and pick up for them and whatever, but they also explain the bad stuff. I don't think... Uh, I was told enough of the bad stuff. And I think a lot of times it's because parents may feel like they are not uh, up to snuff. They feel like they may have difficulty explaining things or they feel like, oh, I shouldn't have to explain myself to a child or whatever. But I think it's really important that you explain to your children exactly what is going on in this world. Because guess what? Some kid or some older, older person or... Um, the internet is telling you i was gonna just say that they're not even hearing it from yeah. somebody else they're it's seeing it on shaping, the internet yeah it's shaping your child's world because you're not there and so you do need to intervene and explain things to them and early too before they hear it from some other kid you know what i mean and they yeah. form these 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 wrong um, understandings of what the world actually is I mean, if you understand what the world actually is. <laughs> if we, yeah, if, if we do. I don't. I'm almost... Uh, <clears throat> and I, <laughs> You're silly. Of course you understand the world. I'm, well, I'm still, I'm still... You know what it is? I'm still learning because my life has been so sheltered for so long. What? I, I'm still learning. Yeah. How do you be sheltered? You have four kids. Five kids now. Five kids. Yeah, but don't forget. I mean, I... I kept to myself I mean I, I stayed home with them for a little while and then uh my mom and dad yeah they didn't my mom are you I'm just saying if they're she said she would tell me you need you'll know everything you need to know on your wedding night all right <laughs> that's a shame I know what a big surprise for you oh what a shocker that was <laughs> We should talk about that. We should definitely have a show just about that. Just about that. Oh, my just God. Uh, you talk about a horrible honeymoon. <laughs> Ever I saw your... <laughs> wow. Wow, wow. You know, that was one of the things that made me... Um, 
I think like locked me and my wife in when we talk about stuff like that, like like our first times and and being intimate and and talking about you know who we were, and we laughed a lot. We laughed a lot, and so it makes me kind of sad sometimes when I think about the fact that that kind of conversation may or may not happen with the next person because I know, I know. Oh. It's it's you know what it is. It's horrible. It's it's something that you have to like with my ex husband. Um. It's something that I just had to close a chapter on. Mm-hmm. Whether I liked it or not, I as soon as I accepted it, I felt better because I, I felt like, wow, if we would have been stayed married, we would have been married for 30 years. Yeah. You know, and I thought about that. And then I'm like, no. Sometimes it's not for everybody. You know I mean? It's not for everybody. So it was okay to close a chapter because yeah. then I yeah. wouldn't have Lexi. Yeah. So exactly. that makes things better. That, that, but there's also... Everybody isn't for you. Everything isn't for you. There are other things out there that maybe out there for me that that I'm supposed to go and find. Um, and you know, people change and they shift, and and they have things that um, you know things happen to you, and you're like, hmm, that is definitely not what I want. And if and if that is the case, then you have to go find the thing that you do want, right? Absolutely. That's what it is. Absolutely. Right? It's, it's definitely with parenting too, because parenting is the kind of thing where you're just like, oh, I, I see that happening in this one kid. Let me do some course correction here and straighten that out, right? Right. And you know what? I feel like if you're going to be a parent, a first one, I think there are parenting classes that'll just give you some basic, um, like sort of like a base. So, and then you can navigate it to your own personal taste because I wish I would have had it um, with my first. I was like, oh my God, I felt like I was old thumbs. I treated her like a doll. I changed her like in 10 different outfits every day. Put a bow, different bows and we didn't go anywhere. I just treated her like a doll. And um, Well, that sounds like you were enjoying yourself. <laughs> I was enjoying myself, but it's, um, and I'm sure it's, then that's fine if you want to be that parent. I mean, you know, like I said, I, as long as the kids are happy, healthy, well-fed, getting slept, got shelter, you're good. Well, okay. <laughs> All right. Happy. That happy is really important then. Okay, good. Yes. Very, very happy. So, um, are closing it up but mm-hmm. Ryan I wanted to thank you I love talking parenting with you because I really think you're an awesome dad you Thanks. really do it all and your kids are I've seen your kids they're they're really good kids yeah they're doing their they try hard and I try hard with them and I try to make it seem like it's not yo I'm not just this guy who's going to force you to do things I'm trying to explain to you that I've been on this planet for 45 years. You've only been here for nine or 10. But but if you know something new that I don't know about, please feel free to tell me. But I'm telling you that this is my experience. And sometimes people don't like that. They don't like to hear that dad's right every second. Every freaking I know. But the truth is, yeah, you, 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 you want to give them as much of your... Why bother to have lived and not give them as much knowledge as you possibly can. I cannot imagine how much different my life would be if someone was there, a man was there to guide me and explain this stuff to me. I had to go to books. I had to go to um, church. I had to find role models in college and in high school and wherever. Find these role models to actually figure. You know, and 
unfortunately, the closer you get to some of those guys, you figure out that your heroes are. <laughs> yeah, be careful who your heroes are because if you meet yeah. them, you might be disappointed. Yeah, you do get disappointed. You a get lot. disappointed real quick. <laughs> uh, absolutely. I although, I, although I, I do have to tell you, I do have a hero. She's an author. I actually, um, uh, just to wrap this up, I'll tell you, I met her on uh, Facebook. I friend requested her. Cool. After a few months, she accepted. Then I texted her through Facebook Messenger. After another few months, she finally answered. Um, I guess she finally figured out that I wasn't some stalker. And she invited me to have lunch with her and her husband. I drove all the way to Philadelphia and had lunch with her. And I'm having lunch with her again on the 26th. And and I couldn't have been more pleased with meeting an actual hero. She's very much an inspiration in her books. Okay. So, um, I you're going to interview her for the show. I, I uh, yeah, I wrote about her on the blog, but I'm also going to um, try and talk her into doing a podcast. But I know she's working on a book, so hopefully, um, just a phone call. It's, you know what I mean? It's yeah, just it's, I call. know, but I don't want to be a pain <laughs> in the butt. But I know, I understand. That's, I the, that's the thing. But, um, again, Ryan, I love Babylon.com and I love Babylon Radio. Yes, you're quite welcome. For all the events around the town of Babylon, New York, go to our local events calendar at ilovebabylon.com forward slash events forward slash today. Get all the events in your inbox. Subscribe at ilovebabylon.com forward slash subscribe. I'm Ryan Williams. <laughs> this is, that, that's Ryan O'Neill Williams. Ladies, he's on Facebook. Oh, you're killing me. You're killing me. You're getting in so much trouble. <laughs> Talk to you soon, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi everyone, this is Catherine from Her Community Too. I'm here to support Community Care. Community Care Companions Incorporated, a licensed home care agency that is looking to hire HHAs, which is a home health aide, PCAs, personal care assistants, LPNs, which is a licensed practical nurse, and RNs, registered nurse, to service all of Long Island, the five boroughs, and Westchester County. They offer more than just a paycheck. They have weekly pay, paid time off, two discount programs, health insurance, paid in services, friendly and fun welcome orientation, referral bonus program, unlimited, appreciation awards and events, training and more. Come be a part of an organization that is more like family. Call the recruitment department at 631-848- 2670. Again, that's 631-848-2670. Please tell them Catherine from Heart Community 2 sent you, and you'll be glad you did.